Fawcett with Carl Reader, helping you to control your time, your income, and your life. Hey everyone, and welcome back to this Fawcett podcast. It's a pleasure to be speaking with some freedom. We've finally been allowed out of lockdown. We've been allowed to go out and about. I've certainly spent this weekend making the most of food and drink and seeing places and soaking up sunshine. It's been amazing and I hope that you've all enjoyed it too. And it really feels right now that there's a sense of normality. It feels that people are getting back to normal and it just feels almost like COVID could, and I say could very cautiously, could be a thing of the past. It feels that people are happy to be out and about. It feels that um, people are more comfortable to sit outside of restaurants than they were um, at the last release um, when we came out of lockdown first time round. And there feels to be a genuine sense of optimism as well. And I don't know if it is this introduction of freedom into our lives or if it's just sheer relief or um, or what that emotion is. But certainly for me, the key takeaway that I've had is that in the last four months, it has felt like imprisonment. So I was in tier four before lockdown, unlike um, many people. So obviously we were split regionally beforehand and I was unfortunately in the region of the Southeast that meant that we were under full lockdown rules um, before Christmas. So Christmas was effectively cancelled and it went right the way through to April the 12th. So pretty much four months and it made me feel, I guess, a bit like a prisoner would feel, in that my uh, freedom and liberty had been taken away. One of the things that I've decided to do personally since then is to make sure that I grasp everything because if it's the last opportunity that I can do it. So to give you an insight into that, one of the things that I'm looking to do is if there's any restaurants that I fall about or places that I've noticed and um, put on the list to go to at some point, I'm making a very real effort to do it as early as possible and to make the first step towards it happening. And really, let's be honest, um, we're all mortal. We've all um, we've all got an end date somewhere. And al- although it's awful to think about this, actually, it is the way that we really should be living our lives. And provided it's um, both within the law, as in our legal system, and within the marriage law, as in what my wife would allow me to do, um, I'm going to be looking to do anything and everything that I can to make sure that there's as few experiences as possible that are left on the table untouched, because that's perhaps the biggest regret that most people have when it comes to their closing days, is the things they said no to, and the fact that they reverted to routine at every available opportunity. Now, I often talk about the fact that we go through a number of micro decisions every single day, and we don't even realise that we're doing it. You know, we wake up and we choose whether we're going to get out of bed, whether we're going to go in the shower, whether we're going to clean our teeth, whether we're going to go to work, etc., etc., etc. So we go through those decisions without even realising it. We do it subconsciously. And for me, I, you know, I'm certainly not going to be questioning the decision to clean my teeth every day and to go in the shower. But I am going to question some of the subconscious decisions that I make daily without thinking about it. So, um, for example, if you perhaps go to a chain coffee store to buy your coffee every day, why not try the different independents? If you go to the same restaurant for lunch every day or um, you grab the same sandwich, why not try something different? 
So for me, I guess that my big learning as we come into freedom and we have this unlimited choice is to take advantage of that unlimited choice so that it's not a life wasted. Now, I just wanted to share that with you as my random ramblings, uh, but there was something else that I wanted to share with you today. So this is a podcast of two halves, uh, my ramblings, but also some things that I've picked up whilst we've been imprisoned behind video calls, behind Zoom calls, behind webinars, behind team meetings and so on. Some of the tips and tricks that have made this easier and made it more comfortable for the viewers. Um, And hopefully there's something that you can learn from this because whilst we've got this freedom, it appears to me that we are going to have a hybrid way of working over the next year or so as people come to terms with the fact that they can meet face-to-face, they can go to the office, uh, but also look to eliminate unnecessary travel when they can. Because let's be honest, I believe the days of traveling two or three hours for a one-hour meeting without any real purpose are over. I think that meetings with purpose and with intention will still happen. And meetings that are designed to build the chemistry and create that real human-to-human bond will still happen. But the meetings that are a tick box exercise, that are um, performed for the sake of performance, I very much doubt that they will happen. So video calls will have a place in all of our worlds. So here are 10 quick fire tips of how you can make your video calls as strong as possible. These will help you. These will help the people on the other side of a call. And they will also make you feel less tired. There will be no Zoom fatigue if you do this stuff. Number one, hide self-view. If you're using Zoom, you'll see there's three dots. Click on it, hide self-view. One of the problems that we have with all of these video apps is that it shows us a picture of ourselves. And guess what we're primed to do from a very early age? We put in front of a mirror, we look at the picture of ourselves. Even if we're walking past a window, sometimes we might catch a sneaky glance and see how we're looking. Is our hair in place? Obviously not for me. But we do this without trying. You know, it's um, it's imprinted within us to look at ourselves. And the challenge is, if we're doing that on a video call, then we're not truly paying attention to the other person. So it's not a true conversation. It means that we're limited at best to hearing the words rather than understanding the body language and the unspoken nuances. And you know what? It's tiring as well, because not only are we looking at ourselves, we are judging ourselves. We are um, wondering if the person can see the, um, you know, the, the thing we left in the background, or if they can see the fact that you know, our top is looking a bit, you know, it's looking a bit old or, or whatever. You know, we're, we're constantly looking at ourselves and trying to judge whilst also having a meeting. So if you can, hide yourself view. It's an absolute game changer. Number two, if you haven't done already, buy an external webcam. And I understand why people wouldn't have done this in the early days, because the, um, I'm going to think of a very polite, but let, let's just say the aftermarket sellers on Amazon were charging extortionate amounts along with hand gel and everything else for webcams. Now, they're back to normal price. So I've got a Logitech um, C920 and it records at 1080p. It's got its own software and so on. Um, Whatever one you go for, provided it's HD, that should be more than suitable for video calls. But again, it's a game changer for two reasons. First of all, it doesn't flap around. The ones that are on the laptop, they flap around. The moment that your laptop moves ever so slightly, the camera moves, it looks dodgy. Secondly, 
there's major, major problems with laptop cameras. The nostril view. And if you don't know what the nostril view is, you are probably the one giving out the nostril view. A separate webcam allows you to design how it looks, which brings us really nicely onto tip number three. Make sure that you use an external tripod. Don't balance it on your monitor. Um, this is the biggest mistake that you can make with a webcam. Balancing it on your monitor means that it can wobble. It means that it's suspect of the same issues that internal webcams are. With a tripod, it allows you to place the webcam directly within your eye line. Now, if you can do that, um, plus have the video of the other person right next to the webcam, they will believe that you're talking to them and them only, which is, again, a massive game changer when it comes to building rapport. Tip number four, sit down in meetings, stand up for presentations. You wouldn't sit down if you're giving a keynote talk and you wouldn't stand up if you're in a meeting. So try your very best to adapt your circumstances so that you can have both standing and sitting meetings and you can work um, to the topics that you're giving. Tip number five, do not green screen. Do not green screen. Yes, Zoom, Teams and so on gives you the option to green screen, but the technology isn't quite there yet. And even if you've got a green banner behind you, and you think it looks amazing, it doesn't. Your hands will go in and out, your edges of your head will go blurry, it looks a mess. It looks like you are a computerized version of yourself and it just damages your credibility. Tip number six, don't have lights or windows behind you. Have them behind the camera, plus some external LED lights, whether it's a ring light, whether it's a proper light box, you can get them really cheaply off of Amazon, it will dramatically improve the quality of what you do. So those last two tips, light in, behind the camera, but in front of you, and spend some time, just spend a weekend tidying up what's behind you, even if it's a corner of a room, rather than a green screen. Tip number seven, post-it notes with bullet points of what you want to say work wonders. And with an external webcam, you can put them just beneath, no one will ever know. In fact, I tend to use the Sticky Notes app on um, my computer, so I have it lined up so that it's next to where the webcam is. So if I need to revert to notes, I can just glance at the Sticky Notes. Nobody even notices my eyes moving, but it allows me to keep up that conversation as if it's natural. Tip number eight, if you're feeling rubbish about yourself, you know, if you've got a spot or, um, you know, you're feeling like your teeth are yellow or your hair's a bit of a mess or whatever, whatever it is, your webcam or the software that you're using, so either the software that supports your webcam or indeed Zoom Teams and so on, will have settings for filters and they work magic like Instagram. So make sure that you look into them, see what you can do. You can adjust things like exposure and so on as well. All depends on the platform. You know, go to webinars, pretty good at it. Zoom's pretty good at it. Teams, not so good, but look around, see what you can find. Tip number nine, have an external microphone and external speakers. But here's the key thing. Make sure that your mic is set to the setting that allows it to only pick up noise from in front of the microphone and then put the microphone in front of your speakers. Then turn your speakers down as low as you can go. Okay, this is vital because otherwise the person you're speaking to will get feedback and what they're saying will come back into microphone, it will echo. All of this stuff is about making life as easy as possible for the other person because it makes the conversation as human as possible and it just flows. Tip number 10, make sure that you frame your webcam 
so that your head is in the middle and it's smaller than it would be on a laptop. Why do you want to do this? Because if you're using a third party application, StreamYard is perhaps the biggest culprit of this. There's the ability for the other person to superimpose a banner. You know, on Sky Sports News, where they have the banner with all football scores. Well, they can do that with your name or with Facebook comments and so on. And it's not very flattering when it cuts off half of your head or half of your chin. So make sure that you're framed with space that allows them to put a banner on if they want. But if not, it actually looks visually interesting. And finally, this is the bonus tip, tip number 11, mute your notification. No one wants to hear your emails, your Slack messages, your LinkedIn messages. Nobody wants to hear those pings. It's distracting. It will put you off of your track. It might make you um, divert your eyes to a browser or whatever. And again, it takes away from the real life conversation that you're having. So there are there are 10, in fact, 10 and a half, maybe 11, however you want to look at it, tips that can help you make your video calls amazing. Now. Once you do those, what I can guarantee is not only does it make the experience so much more pleasant for the other people that you're speaking to, whether it's a one-to-one meeting or one-to-many, but it also reduces fatigue massively because you know that everything works. You've got your tech set up. If it all goes wrong, you've got your backup of your webcam in your laptop. You've got your backup of your earphones or your internal microphone and speakers and so on. You've got all of that stuff as backup. So you know that there's a much lower risk of things going wrong. Um, but also, by setting yourself up for success, and this stuff, most of this only takes sort of 10, 15 minutes. I get that tidying up behind you and maybe creating a bit of a setting for it will take longer. Um, but most of this stuff doesn't take too much time at all. In fact, um, certainly the uh, the first one, hiding self-view, takes a couple of seconds. Yeah, that really is an easy setting to change. Uh, once you've got an external webcam, it doesn't take any time in future once at all. It's it's really easy and it allows you to really get into the conversation, to look into the eyeballs of whoever it is you're speaking to and the conversation just flows. So look, guys, they are my bullet point tips on um, webinars, video calls. Hopefully we'll be get to getting to do as many face-to-faces as we can, but we don't know how events will look. Will they be hybrid? Will they be in person and online, we don't know. Um, but I'm pretty sure that video calls will be part of what we do in some way, shape or form going forward. So I hope you found that interesting. I hope you enjoyed my personal ramblings at the start as well. And I can't wait to speak to you soon. Bossit is available globally at all good bookstores, physical and online. Check out this best-selling book online at carl.2 slash book.